Hello there, uh, everyone. Uh, this is Mike from the Silver Screen Podcast. Uh, apologies for the intrusion. Um, just a little bit of sad business before we start the episode. Um, about a day after uh, DK finished recording this episode, we got the really sad news uh, that, unfortunately, um, the actor David Warner has passed away. Um, I know he is a favourite actor of myself and DK. Uh, we were both fortunate enough to have met him. Uh, and he's just the nicest or was just the nicest guy and the phrase legend uh, or acting legend gets thrown around a lot but in his case it really was true Uh, you will know him from um, hundreds of film and tv roles voice roles some of the most iconic stuff Um, he's touched the star trek fan base uh, doctor who uh, horror um, geeky movies everything from spider-man to ninja turtles Uh, and he was just a genuine bona fide legend and uh, i i know that dk would agree with me that we both here at the podcast uh, just wanted to express our extreme sadness at uh, at his loss um, at the age of 80 and just to send our condolences to fellow fans and to his friends and family uh, and without uh, any further ado i would jo- uh, just cross over to dk uh, but just a quick other bit of business uh, this was dk's first episode recording uh, without me i'm not in the episode uh, so you won't have to hear me beyond this you'll be glad to hear um, but unfortunately dk did uh, sort of jump the gun a little bit did get a little bit um, excited so there is uh, a, a slight disconnect because uh, the recording did c- cut off the very start of his intro so if it seems a little bit jarring that's why there was only like a, a minute or so i think cut from the start of the intro but with that in mind i'm going to cross over to dk now uh, for the rest of the episode and uh, yeah once again r.i.p to david warner thanks i'm dk mike's taking a break this week as he runs around Around like a podcasting headless chicken working himself to the bone. But for you not, it's not just my dull old self you'll be listening to. Joining me today is first time guest Nick. How you doing, man? DK, you son of a bitch. I'm doing very well, thank you. <laughs> nice one. I should stress to the audience that Nick and I go uh, way back, isn't that right, Nick? We do, yes. Uh, more years than I care to remember. Uh, yes. More yeah, years than I can remember. Friends. Yeah, very much so. Old friends, uh, with the old being the emphasised word there. Sure answer, I've never spoken. Also joining us today is Melina, YouTube streamer, and another first-timer to this show, who uh, she kindly had me on her show to talk about the Amityville horror a couple of weeks ago. How are you doing, Melina? I'm fine. I got no time to bleed. We get it. How are you you both today? Looking forward to it? Yes. Very very much so, yeah. The the quotes are already coming thick and fast, so uh, (laughs) that bodes well. (laughs) Well, as usual, a warm welcome to the regular listeners out there. Glad to see you back. And a huge hello and big friendly hug to those of you joining us for the first time. Both ready to go? Yeah, I think yes. so. Let's cool. go. Let's get to the chopper. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. We're going to run out of quotes by the time we get halfway through. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's, that's off my list already. Yeah. <laughs> I keep looking out thinking, shit, that's been used. Shit, that's been used. <laughs> All right. Now, our episode today looks at, obviously, the 1987 Arnold Schwarzenegger film Predator. 
first in what turned out to be an eventual monster franchise. And for clarification, Mike, if you're listening, that's the actual Predator movie, not the Borough Predator, so no Palmer for you. Now, some would say that the Predator sequels proved the law of diminishing returns, but Disney's hoping to book that trend with their upcoming movie Prey, set to debut on Disney Plus this week. However, in this episode, we'll be concentrating on the original and, you know, let's be honest, the best film in the series. Now, it came about in 84 under the working title of Hunter. After the release of Rocky IV, there was a joke circulating in Hollywood that now Balboa had run out of earthly opponents, the only thing left for him to fight at that point would be something not of this earth. I believe it was something, the shorthand was something like Rocky versus E.T., Anyway, screenwriters Jim and John Thomas John Thomas, oh dear, took that joke and ran with it, turning it into a screenplay, the aforementioned Hunter, which saw a group of alien hunters coming to Earth to seek out a number of targets. The Thomas brothers attracted little attention in Hollywood at that time due to their novice stature, and after little success, slipped the script under the door of 20th Century Fox producer Michael Levy, who brought it to the attention of Joel Silver. Silver made the decision to turn it into a big-budget film, having the script streamlined, from a band of alien hunters and targets to the one sole creature and opponent, and bringing on board co-producer Lawrence Gordon and John McTiernan to direct his first studio film. Now, producer on the reasonably successful Schwarzenegger movie Commando, Silver brought the script to the attention of his old work colleague, Schwarzenegger, who suggested some revisions, removing the now one-on-one aspect of the script and adding a team of commandos as fellow protagonists to flesh out the concept. He signed onto the movie shortly afterwards, Filming began in 86, and it was released on June the 12th, 87, shooting straight to number one in the US box office on its first weekend. And the rest is this ace history. The Predator franchise quickly became one of Fox's most valued properties, and serious missteps aside, <coughs> Alien vs. Predator Requiem, it's got a loyal cult following to this day. Now, how familiar are you guys with this series? I'm wondering when you both first saw the original movie. Do you have, got, have you got any memories related to it or anything? Uh, well, uh, yeah. I mean, this is very much my era, um, having been a uh, callow youth uh, when it was released. I didn't see it at the cinema, but uh, it was very much of my time. Uh, and it was the uh, big 80s uh, action film sort of period. It's interesting. I didn't know um, that it was... Um, I didn't know that it started from a joke, uh, but uh, you mentioned Rocky, and of course, in, back in the 80s, there was a big rivalry between uh, Stallone and Schwarzenegger. Yeah. I was always an Arnie man. Um, but yeah, it's um, it's something I've seen many, many times over many, many years. Uh, but uh, yeah, way back, uh, it would have been on video, I think, when I first saw it. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it's stayed with me ever since. I think it still holds up today. Don't want to get too far into the review yet, but uh, it's uh, it's one I could always put on and watch. Sure. And how about you, Melina? Well, I was born in 88. <laughs> oh. so, yeah, I'm sorry if I made anybody feel old, but yeah, I was born in 88. <laughs> but um, you're younger than always, the film. <laughs> I always say, I always say this that um, one of the things I did when I was a kid is watch a lot of movies, especially. English movies, uh, being, um, you know, I'm, I'm from, I'm from Puerto Rico. So I, the way I learned English was watching a lot of movies 
my dad loves a lot of these kind of action you know rambo style movies and my dad actually thought it was that style until um he was confused (laughs) because (laughs) i i remember watching it the first time watching as a kid i know i remember a lot of explosions blood and um this monster looking guy that was my first impression when i was a kid now i think that's actually a really good synopsis of the film but carry on yeah (laughs) (laughs) it is and i remember the 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 screeching and just just blood and explosion but like i didn't understand anything because I, i was just learning english but then when i was getting older and that and the the second impression again is is just basically like uh it's it's uh what i say it's great it's a great action film because you don't even know exactly what's going on yeah this time i saw it i missed that uh scene at the start you know with the spaceship um really yeah so when i saw it it got about halfway through and i was just I'll be honest, I was bored shitless. I just thought it was your typical macho guys with guns running around the jungle pulling a Rambo kind of thing. Hmm. So, yeah, it wasn't... It does, I mean, it does very much, you know, if you, uh, especially if you miss that first scene, because it, it starts, uh, again, don't want to get too deep into it at this point, but it starts and you think, oh, it's going to be a big space opera type film with that mm-hmm. sort of 30 seconds at the beginning. And then suddenly it's just a straight ahead military action thriller action film mm-hmm. before you yeah. really know if it's happening. So, yeah, absolutely. It does yeah, uh, it, a little It threw me off completely. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll get round to it. We'll get to discuss your thoughts on it in just a moment. But before that, as our regular listeners will know, it's time for us to take a look behind the scenes with our usual spot of trivia. So, once again, Mike, when you get to the editing, please bring on that. T- of the Pops Countdown music. So, going behind the scenes, we're going to begin with the Van Damme stuff. Many still believe that the Predator was played by the muscles from Brussels. While erroneous, it's not entirely inaccurate. Van Damme was originally hired as the creature, but at that point, the design of the thing was entirely different, with the thing more closely resembling an arthropod. The idea was that martial artists would make the Predator agile and, quote, ninja-like. However, the costume proved to be too cumbersome and Van Damme couldn't make the required movements in the suit. The actor was also reportedly prone to complaining on set about having to wear the suit due to it being both too hot, which caused him to pass out on several occasions and preventing his lovely face from being seen on screen. Van Damme was finally removed from the movie, or quit, depending on who you talk to, officially because it was too short. At 5.9, at 5 foot 9, he was felt to not be imposing enough when facing Schwarzenegger and his team, who came in at roughly between 6 foot 2 and 6 foot 5, leading to his replacement by Kevin Hall at 7 foot 2. However, the making of Predator, if it believes we can kill it, still shows Van Damme in a blue screen suit filming the whole of the jungle effects. Now, though physically portrayed by Kevin Hall, he did not provide the audio for the creature. Does anyone know who actually provided the voice? Oh, I think I do, actually. Uh, is, it, uh, is it Optimus Prime? Is it, it uh, is. Come on. It is. I couldn't, I couldn't get over that. I was shocked. 
Yeah, it was actually Cullen who came up with the clicking sound of the Predator 2, as when he was asked oh, to yeah. provide the voice, he got no idea what it would sound like. And after convincing the producers to show him the design of the thing, which, you know, they were kind of reluctant to do so at that point, he thought the creature resembled the dying horseshoe crab and decided to provide the voice for it on those terms. It was a kind of gurgling sound at the beginning. However, Cullen had just finished recording another job where he'd voiced 11 reels worth of voice acting for King Kong. And at that point, he was literally coughing up blood. To make it easy on his voice, he came up with the clicking sound on the fly, which remains as the recognised sound of the uh, of the thing to this day. So, yeah, I, I don't know. know. That, is, that is fascinating. Um, <laughs> he's popping up loud, so uh, good on the man. I don't know, he's a bit of a trooper. <laughs> yeah. now, now Shane Black, who plays Hawkins, came up with the jokes he tells in the film. He also wasn't entirely happy with the wardrobe choices for, he, for his character. He was originally supposed to wear a red beret, worn by US paratroopers, but refused to do so, thinking he'd look ridiculous. He later regretted that decision, as he felt that in the end it would have made his character stand out more. The one thing that did make his character stand out, however, were his glasses, which he hated. He wanted to wear military issue ballistic glass, but director John McTiernan refused, making him wear the, uh, the geeky glasses, as he wanted him to look as big a nerd as possible. Now, Schwarzenegger recommended Jesse Ventura for Blaine, thinking him perfect for the part. Now, Ventura was a bit of a prankster on set. He teased Schwarzenegger about his upcoming marriage to Maria Shriver, often ruining takes and pissing off the director. He also showed up to the gym early one morning and covered himself in water to make it appear to a newly arrived Schwarzenegger that Ventura had been working out for a lot longer than he was. Schwarzenegger got a bit jealous of this. As a result, Schwarzenegger began to show up today to make use of the gym. Ventura found out about this and then began to arrive earlier to one-up him, with both men attempting to outdo each other to the point where they were both turning up to work at the gym at 4am. So, yeah. Now, real uh, Venom... You want me? I was just going to say, uh, yeah, that's the kind of macho bullshit you'd expect. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I'm going to step on your toes here, but there is another story I know about um, Jesse and uh, uh, Arnie. Don't forget um, But uh, yeah, well, yeah, there was this real rivalry and uh, the wardrobe uh, staff apparently told him, uh, Jesse, that his arms measured you know, one inch thicker than uh, Schwarzenegger's, uh, which absolutely delighted him, of course. Uh, <laughs> so he had a bet with Schwarzenegger for a bottle of champagne for who had the biggest arms. Uh, so one morning they measured them, and uh, what do you know, Arnie won. His arms were bigger. And it turned out he told the uh, wardrobe uh, staff to tell Jesse Ventura that his arms were bigger so that he would fall into his chair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. More of that macho bullshit. Mm, you don't do that to a goddamn sexual parent, so... <laughs> Absolutely. Now, real venomous snakes and scorpions were used in the filming, with several scenes shot in foul stagnant water, which was full of leeches. It was so bad that Kevin Hall's on record stating that it wasn't a movie product, it was a survival story. Now, you'd think that because of this, the insurance company would have a problem. They did, but not for those reasons. 
the studio's insurance wouldn't cover the production for one issue only, and that was unless a bodyguard was hired for Sonny Landon, who played Billy. Although not for the reason you might think. Sonny Landon's bodyguard was there to protect everyone from Sonny. He was known to have a short temper and be quite violent on occasion. The bodyguards had to follow Sonny around for the duration to make sure he didn't get into a fight with any of the other cast members. Then the insurance company relented and finally agreed to insure the film. And finally, despite the many problems and efforts to get the creature right, the Predator itself has only eight minutes total screen time. So, eight minutes? Yeah. Yeah, I can see that actually, yeah. Yeah, so that's what I discovered looking into the production. Do do either of you guys have any more trivia related to the movie that you think's interesting? Um, I think I think the part I think when, when um, Arnie was uh, covered in mud it was actually clay, and I I'm not sure I think he got sick one time he got uh, cold because you know that clay it gets mm. you know it gets pretty cold. Yeah. yeah. And I think those, I think that was the most um, challenging part for him to film was those scenes where he has to cover himself in mud, which was really clay because it, yeah. it, it really felt cold. Um, his body temperature dropped. Yeah, as it dried. I think also kind of once it started to dry, he started restricting his movement, I would have thought also. Mm hmm. Yeah, I just imagine uh, at the end of one of those days, somebody having to chisel him out. <laughs> <laughs> well, believe it or not, I actually invited Schwarzenegger on. As a guest, I managed to contact his people in the hopes we could maybe ask him a couple of questions. But unfortunately, I had no joy on that front. You know, well, duh. I thought you were going to say, and now? Yeah. <laughs> as much as I would love to. I mean, it's a yeah. shame. I'd love to talk to him about his career. You know, if by some crazy twist of fate, Mr. Schwarzenegger or someone close to him is listening to this, please reach out. We'd love to uh, talk to you, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> now, yeah, do a follow-up on, follow on any of his yeah, films. Can name them. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to put your Arnie knowledge to the test now, you two. Oh, here we go. Yeah, because yeah. normally after this section, we go straight into discussing the movie. However, because it's both of uh, both of your first time on the show, I thought we'd do things a little differently this time and see just how much you know your Annie movies with a little game I like to call Almost Total Recall. Oh, exactly. Yeah, okay. uh, it took me ages to think of that, and it's still shit. I am aware. Don't worry about it. Now, no, no, it's, it's in keeping. <laughs> <laughs> yes, def definitely on brand. Fantastic. At least I'm consistent. Now, I've got a series of character names from action movies. Now, the challenge to you is if the character Schwarzenegger's portrayed or any other, any other of his action movie brethren. So what we'll do, I'll read out a name, and you, you two, the first person to shout out your name, gets to answer. The option goes to you. If you get it right, you score a point. However, if you get it wrong, the point goes to your opponent. For example, if I were to say... Conan the Barbarian? <laughs> Nick. Yeah, Schwarzenegger. Right, obviously. So <laughs> you say the character name. We okay. say our name. If we, they think we know it. And it's whether it was Arnie that did it or one of his uh, action hero brethren. Um, exactly. Do we have and if name? you get it right, we... you, yeah. you get the point. And if you get it wrong, your opponent gets the point. Okay? Right, yeah. Obviously, it's just a bit of fun. 
and we're not quite sure if it's going to work yet. Are you both ready? I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Nick? Yeah, I think so. This time. Okay, good. <laughs> right, here we go. Douglas Quaid. Nick. That's Arnie. Total recall. Correct. So that's one point to you, Nick. You're still with us, Melina. Did I get it? Did I get the rules right this time? You did. <laughs> Fantastic. That's worth a point in itself. <laughs> All right. Do you know what we're doing now, Melina? Yes, but I can't. Yeah. Like, Come on, I'm rooting for you. I'm rooting for you. Rolls? I can't remember. No, go, go, go ahead, go. Right, ready. Uh, John Matrix. Nick. Uh, that's an Arnie. That is correct. Rando, I believe. It was from 1985. <laughs> okay. You might be at a disadvantage here, uh, Melina, because. <laughs> I, I was alive at the time. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. She can do this. She can do this. There's plenty of time here. Okay, next yeah, one. Yeah. Lieutenant Mar Marion Cabretti. Oh, wait. Oh, Melina. Um... Yeah, go on. Oh, fuck. <laughs> uh... <laughs> oh, my God. Was it Kindergarten Cup? Was it Arnold, Kindergarten Cop? No. It wasn't, no. I'm afraid. It was what? actually Stallone in Cobra. Oh, yeah, uh, <laughs> so I'm going to give that one to Nick. Oh, that was so oh. bad. Okay, ready for the next one? Yeah, I didn't I didn't know that one at all. Next one. All right. Mr. Good Cat. <laughs> <laughs> Not Arnie. Correct. Correct. That's actually Bruce Willis. Mr. Goodcat, what film is that? Lucky number seven. Okay. Not seen it. <laughs> right, next one. You ready? Mm -hmm. Are you ready, Melina? <laughs> Emil Rottmeier. Emil Rottmeier. Rot what? Rot? Emil Rottmeier. No. Melina, uh, I... No, that's not an Arnie. It's not. It actually it's is, I'm afraid. What the f Yeah, it's, it's, not a, it's not an Arnie character name. I would have... Yeah, I would have been with... Yeah. I would have been Melina on that if I had taken a stab at it. <laughs> All right, on to the next one. Lincoln Hawk. Nick, not Arnie. Correct. Do you know what that's from? No. <laughs> no but it's not that Austin was, Hawk, is it? That was Stallone in Overtop, that famous arm wrestling movie. Oh, the arm wrestling movie. Yes, <laughs> Okay, next one. John Kruger. John Kruger? Nick. Nick no. Arnie. Correct. That was from Eraser, 1996. Ah, that's Eraser. I wouldn't that. Okay, next one. Max Gatling. <laughs> Nick. Not Arnie. Not anyone. Surely no, no character has been called Max Gatling. No. You've, that's a big one you've made up. 
I'm, you are correct, but I'm afraid I haven't made that up. That is actually Dolph Lundgren from Battle of the Damned. No, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> okay, next. Jericho Kane. Army. End of days. Yeah, Jesus, man. I, uh, I'm looking yeah. these up and I thought these were all crazy. I can't believe you're getting these. Yeah, I, <laughs> next one. Apparently, you know, at my age, I, I have forgotten most things. But fortunately, uh, for this very moment in my life, I managed to retain uh, names of Arnold Schwarzenegger characters. <laughs> That's brilliant. Okay. I'm, I've wasted my life. Carry on. Next one. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I've been writing these questions. What do you think I'm doing with mine? Right. Gordy Brewer. Gordy what? Brewer. Gotti Brewer? No, okay. Gotti Brewer. You stop it. Uh, um, yes, uh, yes, yes, Arnie. Yes. That is correct. <gasps> Boy, <Excellent. laughs> I finally am on Oh, wait a minute. Is that, is that red? It's not red. Heat, no, it's uh, collateral damage. Oh, okay. Okay. Gordy Brewer. <laughs> Remember yeah. that one. Like in the early two, it was like 1999 or 2000-something? 2000 yeah, 2002, I believe. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Okay. So, next one. Lee Thank Christmas. God. What? Lee Christmas. Melina. Go on. Not Arnie. You are correct again. That's actually Jason oh! Statham. <laughs> That's actually Jason Statham from The Expendables. <laughs> okay. I was yeah. I was uncertain. I was going to come in and say it was. Uh, I think you were trying to trick trick me with the jingle all the way connection now. Really, so. <laughs> 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 just lost it. That's Next fine. one. Ready? Victor yep. Freeze. Oh, oh uh, yes. <laughs> That's easy. Name, name, Go. name. Sorry? Nick. <laughs> Arnie. Correct. <laughs> Batman and Robin is going horrendously. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Batman and Robin from 1997. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next one. Captain Robert Hatch. Nick Arnie. That's incorrect. It's actually still on ah. from 1981's Escape to Victory. So that point goes to Molina. Yeah, I took a chance. Okay. We're all finished line, don't worry. Handsome Stranger. Nick uh. Arnie. It was in, was it in uh, uh, Welcome to the Jungle? Um, with... What did you say? Did you say Arnie or Arnie? I can't remember. Arnie, Arnie. Arnie. It was actually Arnie, but it wasn't Welcome to the Jungle. It was 1979's Cactus Jack. Cactus Jack, ah. Oh. 
That's just jazz. Wow. You remember that? For, thankfully, no. It's <laughs> oh, fantastic. You try and imagine a, a live action Roadrunner cartoon. <clears throat> I don't know if I've ever seen Cactus Jack, so. Um, it's, it's got I, Kirk Douglas. My, my judgment may be unfair. Right. Kirk Douglas. On to the pen penultimate one Dave Ryder. Oh, Dave what? Ryder. Yeah. Um. Melina. Not Sarney. Yep. Correct. That was actually Red Brown from Space Mutant. Okay. What? <laughs> yes. Trust me. Trust me. Watch it. Especially watch the Mystery Science Theater version. You will piss yourself more than Melina is doing right now. <laughs> okay. Uh, and the final one. Oh, the final one. The final okay. one. Muscle Man. Uh, mm, oh, it's wait. just, mm, it's just enough to be true. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to take a chance, Nick. It's an Arnie film. <laughs> it is actually an Arnie film. He played a character called Muscle Man in a film called The San Pedro Beach Bums. Oh. Oh, thinking... just uh, before they were famous. <laughs> I think. Yeah. I'm, I'm guessing so. so. So that's it. And after that, the winner. Proud owner of bragging rights on this podcast is, is Nick. No surprise. <laughs> How do you feel, Nick? I, I, I'm on top of the world, mate. Um, <laughs> <laughs> really uh, genuinely, because I, mean, I actually remember some things, which is nice uh, to know. Did you have fun, Melina, <laughs> at least? Are you kidding? I haven't left with this in a while. <laughs> oh, well, that's good. Right, back to the movie. Think, I'm guessing you both you both be recently, yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm not I'm not sure how it currently is where you are, but with temperatures they are right now here, the movie taking place in a humid jungle felt very much a body experience for me. Um, yes, we had um, we had some extreme heat last week, but it has cooled down a bit. It's been raining today. Uh, oh, she's never far away in England. Yeah, sorry. But uh, we did have, you know, all-time highest temperatures ever in this country. Uh, so uh, that was fun. Nice one. Well, I mean, we'll take a look at different aspects of the movie as we go. They've got a tendency to run, e run into each other, as you know, listen to it. And I know that you have Nick, so uh, as we discuss yeah. things. But don't worry, we'll just, you know, we'll get around to it. So the first thing that we're bringing up with the movie is the acting. So, <laughs> what what were your impressions on the acting in this movie? So go, go for it, guys. Uh, do you want to start, Nick? Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, I mean, there's no denying it. <laughs> that, that's that's the <laughs> elephant in the room, really. But yeah, yeah Arnie, Arnie is not. Well, let's let's say he doesn't have the greatest range. I think that would be fair to say. <laughs> but. You know, I mean, and this applies to basically the whole cast for me. Uh, it's a bunch of really sort of macho men playing a bunch of really macho men. Yeah. It's not that much of a stretch <laughs> for them, I don't think. And I mean, so, you've seen, you've seen the, the character arc 
Yeah. Archetype so many times. <laughs> it's not in the least bit original. Yeah. It's, it's, it's basically <laughs> muscle on top of muscle. <laughs> Just yeah. like, I mean, have you noticed that, speaking of which, have you noticed that there are specific shots that they focus on the muscles? Like, we have when mm. Dylan meets um, Dutch, you know, with the yeah. famous and yeah. very macho handshake, and, the, and it, it focused on the muscles. And then yeah. there are scenes where Arnold is just like, you know, walking around uh, or sneaking around the jungle. And there are shots where you can see his arms, like his, his muscular arms. So that, you know, mm. I, don't, I don't know if that was on purpose, but it, it's, that, oh. it's like, it's basically <laughs> I think it was very bad. much on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> Later there's, on, there's never an those, those booby traps for the predator. Why? Uh, and you think, oh, lean off on the, the adoration yeah. here a little. Yeah, it's. I, I'm assuming it was contractually um, required, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's never an opportunity to show flexed muscles, oiled flexed muscles at that. Uh, <laughs> that, that I mean, that's half. That's probably half the acting, really, in the film. <laughs> oh, yeah, sounds like I sound like I'm really down on it, but I'm, I'm gonna turn this into a positive but yeah that, that it's a note i had actually for the directing uh section of this because uh, <laughs> it, it's yeah you're absolutely right i mean i, I think even that hand clasp that's been turned into a meme uh for oh god videos, yeah. hasn't it? The, yeah i mean um, you know i mean let's be honest nick that's how we greet each other every time we see each other well absolutely yeah and it looks exactly like that oh but 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 because it's not much of a stretch, it's actually really plausible for the characters they're playing, you know. So you really believe these are a bunch of macho dudes in the jungle. Yeah. Mainly because they are a bunch of macho dudes in the jungle. Uh, well, they're mercenaries. The so, yeah. <clears throat> they're they are they are they are mercenaries basically. So I don't. I don't think the, I don't think the focus really of this was it you know a very thought out like hey let's just add layers to this character let's do the character development there's nothing of that sort it's just um they're they're supposed to be mercenaries and they're supposed to be focused um and they're they have one mission it was a rescue mission that was that was original like that was that's what what they had in mind right uh yeah. so it it changed drastically obviously and that's that's what i love about this movie is because it, it changed completely drastically from uh you think it's a a war kind of movie like like rambo something like that and then it changed to to that but the the <laughs> i'm sorry the acting <laughs> I'm sorry. Is that the the way Arnold says his lines? I crack up. I can't take it. The way he says it. The knock knock. uh, Knock knock. That part. Oh my god. And that and that slot that sequence when he when he does the knock 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 and then the the guy comes flying out the fucking wall. It's like that was just pure violence 
and fun. It was just explosion and explosion and and one chasing one liners, and that, <laughs> that that was basically. I mean, you don't. I don't think the you don't need a good acting really, especially when no. you're playing. Yeah. Like, I, I really didn't care about it. Yeah. I, I do like it's the bit not. where any sign of the other hostage, and you just like, seriously, you've just leveled an entire village. The other hostage would have been lucky to not have his body parts scattered in a five male circle hanging from various trees after that shit. <laughs> Very much so, yeah. Oh, but, in the uh, Yeah, I mean, the, yeah, you're absolutely right. The, the acting <laughs> is not Oscar worthy. <laughs> and it doesn't. It doesn't need to be. It doesn't need to be. It doesn't. Um, it doesn't detract from your enjoyment of the film uh, at all. I mean, I'm drive the point that, that you know they're all tough as nails. Yeah. Yeah. And you do. You know. You know. You don't even need the. Um, you don't even need character introductions for it. Basically, they do it all in seconds. Uh, mm -hmm. Just and that sort of you know well the first time you see Arnie, you know exactly who he is. And then in the chopper, when they're actually going, starting on the mission, there's just sort of like a little scene of them all interacting. Mm -hmm. And you go, okay, he's the Joker. Yeah. He's mm -hmm. the strong, silent type. He's the macho, tobacco chewing dude. Yeah. <laughs> there are archetypes, but you know who they are. And then you go, right, yeah. let's get on with it then. And I think that chopper scene's done very well for this type of movie. You, you always get this exposition explaining who is who and that kind of thing. But they do it really quickly in this, and they just mm -hmm. get it out of the way. Yeah, I, I, it yeah, goes absolutely. goes quick. It goes quick without actually not e not even confusing you. Not even going like what? No, there's. I think the editing mm -hmm. is is pretty good. The editing is really good. Um, I like how they pace themselves quickly. You see, the, okay, going straight to a mission. Um, Dutch and uh, Dylan, they have history together. That's how you know. And, and um, present with the mission, like Nick says, they're in the helicopter. They show all these characters, what kind of characters they are. And it's like it's like I, I would say like eleven minutes into the into the movie, you already they're already in already in the jungle, and yeah. something weird is going on because they're looking for the the other group that was sent on this mission and yeah. so it's like really it's fast paced but without without the i guess you could say without the confuse confusion you mm -hmm. know like 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 something is missing like a yeah. pothole yeah. yeah yeah i think yeah i think there's a certain amount of um i guess I, I I feel like like actually this is more sort of about the writing really I guess but uh, they sort of they they do spend a lot of time on the setup mm -hmm. more more than you, you could argue more than it needs because mm. <laughs> um, gen generally this film you go get, get get these guys in the jungle quick and then we'll do the film uh, but there's but it is that that sort of rug pull as well maybe that was the intention it's 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 hard to sort of sort of think back to the first time I saw it really. And how I felt then, because well, hey, it was so long ago, and it's uh, <laughs> now I'm so familiar with it. I know where it goes. Although I do always think of it as the Predator film, and there's like there's actually you know twenty thirty minutes of military action before that even yeah. happens. So yeah. Well, it's a good action sequence, though, and also 
I love, I'm, I'm a big fan of like this, see, like the camera movements, and uh, mm. I love how there are scenes where, when they're moving in slowly, and how the camera follows closely to Arnold Schwarzenegger when he, um, when he slides down like a snake, and mm. uh, to, yeah. to buy on the on the um, on the camp right there, and yeah. there are moments where the that's what I love about it. It's, it's just the movement. And then there, there are certain times where I notice that you can tell right away the, when the camera is handheld, yeah. you can see the, the movement of it. And that's, it's, it can be annoying. Like for example, like in hunger games in the first, in the first movie, usually the handheld um, camera is to indicate, to make you feel like real, like you're, you're you're that yeah. person running, struggling, etc. It doesn't mm. always work, but they made it work in scenes where it's like, for example, like where like they're fighting or they're they're kind of running, and I think that works really well with with the movie. Um, and also the the focus shot, it it it's it, it feels like uh it's like. How do I say? It's like out of out of focus, you know, from a distance, and all of a sudden it hmm. it goes, it focuses in, and I, oh, yeah. I love it. I'm that's hmm. it's a great movie. It really is. I mean, aside from the enjoyment of it, but it's the technique that you have to really admire. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I definitely agree. I think we might have strayed into one of the other sections slightly here. Uh, okay, that's, definitely. Um, you know, it don't matter. We will, we'll, we'll cover everything eventually. And if, oh, I'm sorry. If we I, no, no, don't worry I, about I, it. I, I babble. Listen, I, I, I am suited. Right. Study films. Ah, uh, yeah. I, yeah. Babble. <laughs> I, I babble. You, you need to shut me up. <laughs> you say it No, yeah. it's fine. <laughs> sorry about that. Sorry. Yeah, we're, we're, sorry, two new guests, and we messed with your format. I do apologize. <laughs> don't worry about it. I mean, the aesthetic—it uh, yeah. was a, a kind of a derogatory thing at that point. It's very much a Vietnam substitute for a lot of the first half of the movie. They were doing this a lot yeah. in films back then. Every you know tough guy had a Vietnam background. It might have been um, some guy I'd be going to see. It might, might have been Sonny London um, did a tour in uh, Vietnam. Uh, oh, I didn't know the guy who plays Billy. Um, I think it was him. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a couple of military guys in the um, cast, and yeah. and a bunch of sports guys, and a bunch mm -hmm. of yeah, action guys, basically. It's, which is weird. They just basically went, "What's where's the most macho guys we can find?" And you know, had a list of army guys and sports guys and stuff. So uh, they brought them all in, and many of them turned to politics as well. Interestingly enough, yeah, but, uh, <laughs> but, it's. It's quite interesting, actually. Somebody should do a study on that. It but, did yeah, seem to be a thing um, at the time, though, this, this Vietnam vibe, you know, where they're yeah. over the trees at the top with Little Richard mm -hmm. playing. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's right. You were talking about, yeah, the um, yeah, and the handheld camera work. Yeah, I, I'd agree with you. It's, um, it's something that does is very effective uh, mm -hmm. in films. Uh, you mentioned Hunger Games. I, I, I'd probably say the Bourne films as well. Um, a lot mm -hmm. of handheld work in that. And I do love the Bourne films, but for me, it's potentially overused. 
yeah you know and you do end up feeling a bit sick yeah <laughs> so uh yeah it's it's one of the one of the tools in the box for the, making this sort of film it could be used mm-hmm. appropriately and i think i think i agree it is in this in this movie nice one now with regards to uh we've already touched upon it but what about the writing I think we have touched on it. Yeah, I mean that's something I I, I sort of felt about the writing is that it's there's a real economy to it, uh, and that's sort of what we discussed in you know, the introduction of the characters. It's, it's a lot of show don't tell, um, yeah. which I, I think is great. It, I was going to say it respects the audience's intelligence. Yeah, which implies always it's a very movie, but but. Um, you know, it's 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 a fairly it's a fairly dumb movie, but it doesn't it doesn't talk down to the audience, I don't think, mm-hmm. um, and it doesn't need to explain everything. Um, you know, one one point in particular, I guess, would be uh, where it sort of almost strays to that line is when he crawls out of the uh, the river and he's covered in mud, and the predator comes after him and can't see him, um, and. You know from uh, this goes into the effects as well, I guess. But you know from the effects uh, of the Predator Vision that it's uh, kind of um, a uh, a heat based thing. You, you get that straight away. I thought, um, and although Arnie doesn't see me, which was kind of stating the obvious because he looked right through him and then blew some blew a tree up and then walked away. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it doesn't it doesn't feel the need for Arnie to say, ah, he didn't see me because I'm covered in mud, which has cooled down my body temperature, so therefore his vision must be heat. It just allows the audience to actually um, understand that for themselves, which, mm-hmm. yeah, as you say, I think is it's becoming the opposite of that much more these days. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so yeah, I appreciate that. I do like how you have that, uh, that section with uh, Dylan, obviously lying to everybody, but I like how you you get a small, I'm not going to say friendship, but you mm. get a certain amount of respect between Mac and Dylan. That's, um, yeah, that's actually um, something I'm going to screw with your format a little bit more. Uh, <laughs> I would actually I would actually single uh, Bill Duke as Mac out for the acting. Um, it's, it's a low bar to reach, I guess, in this case, but... Um, <laughs> But I, and and it's possibly because he 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 gets he gets what is the closest thing in this film to uh, an emotional arc, yeah. Uh, really, right. in that, yeah. And you actually see more than one side of the character, which you don't necessarily with. Uh, well, you have the girl. There's no depth to blame. Sorry, you have the girl, the Anna. You have the girl. Mm. She, she all she does is stare off into space, pretty much. And the only emotion you get to see is like I think it was a tear running down her cheek. So, I mean, I don't know why exactly she was added there. Maybe she was added there to kind of soften up a little bit the the mm. the what do you call the 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 macho-ness and and maybe the for pure levels of testosterone on display. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Arnold to have actually maybe a purpose or something, but but um. The, the is, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, go ahead, Nick. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say that that is interesting because, yeah, I mean, you could single her out 
because well, she's the only one that's not either a macho military man or a unstoppable alien killing machine. Um, and yeah, you know, on the face of it, you might actually ask, what was the point to her being there? Because it would eventually played out the same way. Yeah. Yeah. Patmy thinks it was just for a little exposition because she has that moment where she suggested it's a regular hunting ground for the predators. Yeah, she has the the sort of the legend she tells um, of yeah something coming for trophies and uh, there's also maybe she was purely put in so Arnie could say to someone no don't have a weapon because Mm -hmm. if you have a weapon. You'll see the child. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. the she's 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 probably there to to show like the the innocent civilian kind of person and um mm. to uh, um to see that the uh the creature partner is not interested in anything of that sort. He wants he, he wants a, a a challenge and uh mm. and. I I think yeah. maybe that's why she was put there, probably just to tell a little bit of a uh, little bit of background, the legend of the of uh, these creatures. But yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it's a little bit of a a little bit of an expositional character, yeah. I guess. But yeah, but in, in other ways, handled quite well, I think. Mm-hmm. Not 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 an obstacle to enjoyment I, for me, anyway. <laughs> no. <laughs> Then once they start getting picked off one by one, mm. I mean, I think it's kind of amusing that after the movie is stabbed the way through, the Billy's not to be messed with. He has this moment where he tosses his equipment and decides to face the creature, and then it cuts to everyone else. And less than thirty seconds later, he's just screaming. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, yeah. You think, oh, this guy's this guy's going to have such a good death scene now, <laughs> and then. <laughs> Off, off, off camera. <laughs> it's, yeah, a little bit disappointing, but uh, yeah, I, yeah, I, I would, I would note that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it was was it was it scripted or filmed and deleted or anything, but yeah, it does seem a bit does seem a bit unfair to let him go out like that off screen. It does. You, you, you get the impression that they were trying to show how tough the predator was, but it kind of mm. makes Billy as a character look a little. A little weak, in my opinion. Yeah, I do like that. Sorry, can't believe. No, I'm. I'm just thinking about the about it. Um, that because I'm. I noticed that. Um, I'm not sure if it if it's showing him to be a bit weak, because there is a scene. Where he, uh, the predator, tears off the spine and skull mm, out of yeah. Billy, and he and he he does like a this cry, this this yell, like a victory. So mm. that that probably was maybe like oh, a worthy opponent, and I won. So it, it, I it maybe it wasn't it was a week, I guess, um, because. That's, I mean, that's what the predator does. He, 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 he loves, and he collects this trophy, and he found Billy to be a, a worthy of a, a trophy. 
Mm. I don't know. But what I'm saying, more like. Yeah, yeah, I see where you're coming from. It's like, yeah, yeah. this was, I can put this proudly amongst my collection because he was a worthy opponent kind of thing. Yeah. It's just, yeah, uh -huh. just not, not seeing it on screen. Um, right. I, right. Yeah, I don't know. I guess, yeah. I see both sides, but uh, yeah, you expected you expected to see a big fight rather than just a, uh, I guess just a scream off that off camera immediately <laughs> after it cut away from him. There's no time at all. It's just he's dead. Uh, but uh, yeah, whether there's anything missing there or not, I don't know. But yeah, yeah and uh, I mean, I don't know about you, Nick, but production design wise, Blaine's gone. I don't think there was a kid in the playground back then that didn't want that thing. The um. <laughs> oh, what was it? Oh, what was it called? The gun. I can't honestly remember. I can't because uh, oh, uh, old painless. How can I forget that? Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean that was just yeah. I mean that was there's probably clearly a note in the script. Insert huge fucking gun here. Definitely. And then everybody's happy. Yeah. I mean, you well, get that. Over who got to be the one that carried the big gun. <laughs> <laughs> you get that and then you get that scene in the village I mean which I don't remember it being that long or the amount of destruction that goes on it reminded me of that, that scene I don't know if you've seen it Hot Shots Part Deux when Miguel Ferrer yeah. just turns to the camera and says whoa it's fantastic <laughs> oh yes oh. it was particularly um it was a particularly 80s trope. It probably still is, really. But, uh, yeah, just the, the absolute beauty and destruction and, uh, you know, things flying everywhere, explosions. I mean, what, what I like about that, yeah. It's, it's almost like the A-team, <laughs> that scene. Uh, That's exactly what I was thinking, except people don't, you know, just get out shaking their heads at the end. Yeah. A slightly more lethal version of the A-Team. But yeah, there's explosions, bodies fly everywhere, uh, and or people are on fire, um, <laughs> all, all that stuff. It's, uh, yeah, and um, yeah, just convulsing as riddled with bullets. Yeah, very much uh, <laughs> just, just, just absolutely glorifying the violence. And I like that, how they set it off with a perfect hand moment. They said it. They said it off. With, they said it off with the perfect animal moment because it's an Annie, you know, an Annie. You've got to have him doing something nice. So you know, why not just have him pick up a fucking truck? Oh yes, yeah. I mean, you, it's interesting. Yeah, the script was reworked and then Arnie came on. So you know, how much of the script was reworked after Arnie came on to put in some Arnie moments? Yeah. Um, I mean, that's probably a problem I have with the writing in terms of and dialogue side of it, really, is right. that there are, some, there are some really, and I love them like anybody does, you know, cheesy one-liners. Um, but in this film, some a couple of them felt a little out of place. You know, they stick around. Yeah. I mean, it's a great line when you just pin someone to a wall with a giant knife. <laughs> Uh, knock, knock, and so on. But in this particular film, when they were actually kind of going for a serious multi vibe at the time, a couple of those were like, yeah, maybe not. It does maybe carry on very much from, in the film. Yeah. from yeah, from Commando, and it kind of became his thing, didn't it, for a little while? Yeah, 
very much yeah um and it was you know it's basically yeah, they were probably you know damned if they did damned if they didn't really because uh you know the army found fans would see the film and go where were the one-liners give me my money back you know it's um <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so they had to put some in but th there's only a couple uh but a couple of them just don't don't quite sit right with me but they don't want I, I still love them anyway yeah. oh yeah I think the the lines given to Ventura work a lot better. Yeah. Uh, it's. I'm sorry. I you have. I, I don't know why. I, some of the scenes, I laughed in the Predator. <laughs> Maybe I'm too cynical or something, but I started laughing every time I see the the people <laughs> flying around. <laughs> like I don't know why. It's not yeah. Like. like whee! <laughs> but also, there's, have you seen Hot Shots Part Two? Uh, have you seen it with Charlie Sheen and uh, yeah. Hot Part Two? I don't know why it remind. There's a couple of moments there that remind me of the movie, yeah. <laughs> and I don't know why I started laughing. <laughs> and um, but it's just it's over the top it's absolutely throwing mm. grenades <laughs> they're flying it does take <laughs> it to the point of absurdity sometimes in that ability yeah i mean imagine imagine the trampoline budget on that film it must be huge <laughs> <laughs> and oh in the car when he gets uh, the car yeah <laughs> lifting the car up yeah yeah Okay, what, what we want to do, what we want you to do in this scene, Arnie, is uh, run up and just kick uh -huh. out the blocks under the car so it'll, uh, so, so it'll just roll down the hill and explode and everything. So can you do that? It's like, I've got a better idea. <laughs> and, your head's just, um, <laughs> and then you can tell yeah. that he he been he been he's been wanting to do that. He like just a way to show off that he he can you know lift mm. that. that that, that's what it you can tell that's what he wanted to do yeah <laughs> yeah but you, you, you know again it's an arnie film you know whatever um sort of you know other pretensions it might have conditions to expect them. so yeah it's kind of it's kind of got to be in there uh gotta have those flexing muscles <laughs> and uh yeah it's like i i need to lift something really heavy <laughs> i can't actually do a very good in arnie <laughs> And uh, yeah, the, chan the chances of appearing are just yeah, just dropping through the floor at the moment. <laughs> I was I was going to go on this podcast, but you know what? I listened to one, and uh, they just talk shit about me, so I'm not. Anyway, so where 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 were we? We're, we're on we're on, we're kind of drifting into direction now. And one of the notes mm, I've got yeah. is, you know, the use of live animals, the the stabbing and squishing the scorpion, kicking the vulture. There's no way you'd be able to get away with stuff like that now. Oh right, uh, I didn't I didn't watch the end of the credits actually, and uh, so I didn't notice if there was a the, the standard notice from the uh, American Humane Society. Uh, no animals were harmed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was what nineteen well filmed for presumably prior to it, uh, yeah. so yeah, yeah, regulations may not have been as enforced. Yeah, that was that's 
I think that was down to pretty much everything. As I say, it was more a survival than uh, a movie production. I mean, the the section mm-hmm. where Annie drops on the waterfall, the stuntman just busted his knee doing that. Yeah. But, I mean, McTiernan were very much in demand after this. He went on from this to immediately make Die Hard and Red October. And as you said earlier, he went on to work with, uh, with Annie again, albeit on, in a less successful capacity. Yeah. I mean, I knew, I knew it was a very early film of his. Um, I didn't realise it was his first studio film. I think he did one before it, but it wasn't a studio film, presumably. No. Um, I mean, I mean, it's remarkably accomplished for a first studio film. Mm-hmm. Uh, and imagine mm-hmm. the egos he was dealing with. Oh, gosh, uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what guys like at all, actually, um, uh, interviews or seeing him on anything. But uh, well, wrangling that the, the height of, yeah. He's, um, he's had quite a lot of legal trouble since, apparently. I'm not sure what's gone on. Oh. I didn't really want to pry into it. but Yeah. Um, all right, because he's, he's not been making, he's not made a lot of films. Um, but yeah, he, had, he, had, he did have a good run, a really good run. Um, and yeah, you can see it in, in this film. I mean, it's, it's, it's a really, you wouldn't, you wouldn't peg it as a first time director, certainly, I don't think. Um, and it's, it's interesting because it's, um, you know what is this film? Maybe it's um, it's a military film. It's a sci-fi film. It's a it's a horror film, probably above anything else. Um, for me, the the, just the the direction of it, you know, the building, the suspense, mm-hmm. um, and you know, slow reveals and mm-hmm. jump scares, and and yeah, in the eighties, there's uh, quite a lot of quite a lot of blood splattered around as well. It's yeah. uh, it's actually quite a uh, Quite a quite a gory film. I think he's he's done well in the fact that he's taken so many disparate elements that had become mundane and bored, and he's combined them all into a whole that's actually it it rises above mm. other movies yeah. at the time. Everybody that's you, you can't look at one aspect of the film really and think that lets the move that lets the movie down. Everything's kind of at the top of its game, and I think that's why it's still regarded as as you know so iconic at this point. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's um, yeah, it, it does it does what it sets out to do and more. Like you say, it's great, greater than the sum of its parts. Yeah, I mean, oh, but there's, there's something that I noticed on this watch. I don't know if you noticed it, Nick. Obviously, it's not the intent, and I'm sure it just applies to those watching from the UK. But the end credits, I realise this style's been done before. You know, things like Blues Brothers and all that kind of stuff but in this one with the cast members posing for the shots at the end in this film were it just me or did you get a kind of get a kind of hidey hide dad's army you have been watching vibe <laughs> it's never occurred to me before but now i cannot unsee it oh no oh you've destroyed the film for me forever <laughs> yeah. um yeah that that probably is a particularly um yeah sort of UK thing with the sort of end credits of the um, yeah just sort of turning to camera and smiling you know winking giving a thumbs yeah. up actually there was one there's one thing missing sorry this is going to be a very UK centric joke apologies to all our international guests and uh, listeners but um, but yeah if it had said just after the 
end scene you have been watching and yeah. then show the things because that, that's what they used to do at the end of these sitcoms so it would say you have been watching <laughs> and then it would show each of the characters with their like you know the actor's name uh so yeah that's kind of what it was doing oh no but i can't unthink that now so yeah well i have to suffer mate so <laughs> it's on you as well now yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> going back to the uh, on a more yeah. professional level, going back to the directing, both Predator in productions, the first time it's uncloaked after being injured, and then later on when it discards its mask. I think both of those are really great scenes and gives a kind of mm. decent payoff to, you know, obviously the hole in the in the jungle that you've seen up until this point. Uh, I I like yeah. you know what I like. Um, you can see their hints. They're throwing hints of that they're they're being watched, but you don't know who who's watching. And you also get to see mm. its advanced technology when it gets when it gets hurt, and you see that it has a little medical kit and has a little you know it's 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 advanced more than uh, you know obviously it's it's not. Uh, how do I say human technology. Um, I also love the little cannon, the the shoulder one. How it, how oh, it yeah, that's, yeah. That's my that's I absolutely love it. And uh, it yeah, does, that is that is cool AF definitely. <laughs> that is really cool. That's actually one of the coolest thing ever. Uh, especially I think it, I think it throws like a little. I don't know what it does. It, it, it remember the scene with uh, I forgot his name the the cowboy dude, um, where he got distracted by. Oh no, Blaine! Sorry, Blaine. Right, uh, he got distracted by a little furry creature, and I actually love that part mm. because it wasn't a jump scare. The furry creature. <laughs> it it was just yeah. you know he was waiting and you know and it came by slowly it didn't it wasn't like a jump scare that's what i loved about it usually they they do that you know like they jump scare oh it's a cat but no it was like slowly little creatures uh, and then all of a sudden it there was like a uh something splashed on him and i don't know if it does it like a like a mark like to mark the laser sight yeah 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 i think that was it and I, that, that was a, I don't know if, uh, that I'm confused about that part, because I don't know if it, if it throws something at you, like, a, um, because I saw, like, a liquid that, that was splashed on, I forgot his name again, uh, uh, what's his name? Blaine. Blaine, sorry, Blaine. Have you noticed that there was something thrown at him, and then there was a cannon? I didn't notice that. I'll have to go back and check that out. Check, check. Yeah. When you can check, because I, I actually, I, I went. I actually even even rewind it. I, uh, what I saw was that he was stunned. I don't know if that's part of a, a techno another technology that I don't know or remember. But I remember he he got stunned. Like all of a sudden, there was a liquid that was thrown at him. It kind of reminded me of the Dilop Dilophosaurus. When it throws a, the when it spits a, um, the venom at you, which it paralyzes you, yeah. Or if it's oh. a way to mark you, yeah. Like, uh, like, well, you know, like, like you can't run because it already marked you. So, and that's a way to. And he shot it with the, 
with the shoulder uh, cannon. I don't yeah. know if you guys noticed that. I, I, didn't, I didn't really pick up on that. I, I remember, obviously, the oh. late side, and I do like the, the bit where Arnie throws the uh, the thing and then he, using his sight, he, come, he figures out the trajectory of where it's been thrown from. But I can't mm. remember. Um, also, yeah. the the I noticed that the the what I love what I love everything about this movie I think is the concentration done with the creature, as in all the technology that it has. And have you noticed, like you know, it moves his head, and it's like the little cannon is is just like you know, kind of you know, he he points. Um, and he targets it, and then that's when the cannon shoots. Yeah, and it's like it's it's so it's all also well done for me. I mean, mm. I, I think it's a lot of thought put into it. I mean, it was uh, by the Stan, Stan Winston, Stan, uh, Stan Winston, God rest his soul. <clears throat> but uh, it's it's absolutely amazing the yeah. thought put into the little creature. I think the creature yeah, design is just. Beautiful. It's iconic. I mean, I'm glad we ended up with the creature that we did, and not. I'm not sure if you've seen the the pictures of what it was before. I don't think I have. No. Oh man, you, you be glad that we got what we got. <laughs> yeah, it well, looks I, like I a, definitely it looks will like be. Mantis. It looks like yeah. it looks like uh, it looks like Zorak from from uh from um Space Ghost. <laughs> it's like a oh, God, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they they went to with obvious with the obvious design, which is it looks like a, like a crab crab like creature. Mm. Um, with obviously it has vocal cords, but that's another thing. It 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 repeats like it it records. Uh, that's all mimics. Yeah, yeah. Mimic, very mimics. I mean. It doesn't get as yeah. much attention compared to the visual effects, but I think the sound design for the creature and the way it imitates its prey is just really creepy. I love it. I love the way it uses uh, Max's voice to lure out Dylan with the uh, anytime. Yeah. And when it picks up Billy's yeah. laughter and uses it later on when it surfs off mm. the countdown, it's still incredibly effective. And in, in some respects, to me, it holds up better for me than the visuals looking back at it now. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've got, to, I've got to agree with you about the um, uh, the creature design. Uh, I think it's absolutely extraordinary, and mm -hmm. and like you say, it was it, I forget what you say. It was eight minutes. It was on screen for, yeah. And and you only see its face. You know, it's a gradual reveal. First, you see what it sees, then you see it camouflage, mm -hmm. then you see some of it in the suit, then you see it with the helmet, and it's only sort of ten minutes before the end that you actually see its face, which yeah. is. I mean, I think the mystery surrounding it, yeah, I think the mystery surrounding it is one of its strengths. Everything's not on the table and displayed for all to see. Any first time mm -hmm. viewer eager to see where this is going, they're going to be kind of shocked. And the creature designs such a good payoff, it does reward the viewers. And I think this is why this one's stood the test of time in comparison both to many movies from that era. And I'm wondering if it's one of the reasons that the sequels weren't successful because by that point you know what's coming that mystery element's been removed yeah right uh, the, one of the things that i i liked is that you feel you you kind of try to understand the its purpose of this creature and the uh, psychological 
because have you, have you noticed that um, when he um, killed uh, Mac, he was waiting for Mac to show yeah. up. He was waiting for that moment. He didn't go like he 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 knew that Mac was haunting him, right? Or, or looking for him, but he knew. So he was just waiting there, just the right moment, just to shoot his head. And he just walked away. Because yeah. that, that, that's trying to, that's saying, this was easy. This, I mean, pr pretty much this person um, came to me, you know, like, mm. this is nothing. And you can tell that the, what, what, what once is an actual good game hunt a, a, an actual challenge of it so he didn't do anything i mean mac he just left it there but when um you see with when he faces arnold you notice that he's he was about to kill him but he he didn't right away mm. what he did he looked at his skull carefully because that's what he collects yeah and that's that's what I mean about the psychological thing, like what what the creature thinks and what's his purpose. Why do you think it got rid of the the mask and started uh, like thinking this is a worthy opponent? This is what I what I want, and yeah. this the this is the actual trophy that I'm gonna be the you know the most proud of to collect. And mm -hmm. so that that's that's how you understand how the how that this creature works and what's his purpose of that's a good point yeah, yeah. that's I mean, uh, yeah it's a really good point yeah yeah Sorry, but no, i was just gonna say the effects while cloaked still hold up remarkably well for a film this age mm -hmm. it's, it's they're really interesting mm -hmm. and it, yeah it's been duplicated many times now in other franchises mm -hmm. but it still doesn't look even with its sequels to me it still doesn't look as good as it does in this Mhm. Mm mhm. Mm I agree. Yeah, I think the um, yeah for the time the cam the camouflage flex is are superb. Um, yeah, yeah, I've got no argument with it at all. Even watching it now, the the heat vision, you know, it's it's kind of what they could do at the time, but it's fine. Yeah. You go, you can believe that's what the uh, the predator's seeing. Uh, the the sort of the three lines that form a triangle, um, I guess, sort of when you're seeing through its eyes and it's triangulating on something, I find them mm -hmm. a little bit easy. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, and the actual, the actual creature design is practical effects, so second to none, really. Yeah, I, I mean, I think the, the visual effects are really good. I mean, you never really see it fully in shot, but from what you see of Blaine's body, that is messed up. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it all for the most part still holds up. I think the only thing that you could look at it, you know, kind of and think mm, that doesn't hold up as well is Dylan's arm. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when it yeah he gets his arm blasted off and uh, the gun's still firing. Yeah, yeah. As uh, as yeah. Mike, I was talking with Mike the other night, and Mike was telling me that back then in the playground, all of the kids were like hiding their arm behind their back, pretending they had their arm blown off by a predator. That's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> now, going back to the sound, I mean, I don't know how your copies were, but the sound mixing on mine seemed very off-kill on my copy. The explosions 
and the soundtrack was very loud, but sometimes Mac was almost inaudible. Um, I didn't notice any issues. I, I, I've just streamed it on Disney Plus um, the last couple of times I've seen it. I've got it on disc somewhere, but uh, but yeah, I just, I just streamed it. I didn't really notice any issues. Yeah, it went until he kind of lost it after Blaine's death that I could start to kind of make out he was hearing. I'm not sure if it's the uh, if it the settings on the copy that I've got, but it was it was very difficult to hear him sometimes. So he'd, I'd be turning the volume up and think, ah, I can now understand what he would say, and then an explosion go off, and I'd be like, shit, I'm deaf. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and with regards, uh, no, to, I didn't. And uh, the soundtrack, Sorry. the Alan Silvestri soundtrack. Hmm. I mean, I remember it not being available for a good long while after the movie's release. Mm. And a friend of mine managed oh. to get a, boot, a bootleg copy on cassette. I don't know where he got it from, but he, he was determined he was going to set up a soundtrack empire with that one holy grail item. He was just walking around brandishing this cassette <laughs> with the Predator soundtrack for months. That's um, I just, just just for our younger viewers, a cassette is um, <laughs> a format... <laughs> That we used to, that we used to listen to audio recordings on. Um, <laughs> if, you, if you've never known, if you've never known the pain of uh, a cassette being chewed up by um, by the player, then uh, you've never loved. But uh, where's yeah, the pencil? Where's the pencil? You need a pencil for that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I didn't. I didn't know. So it was. Um, it was a heavily sought after item, was it? The soundtrack. It was. Everybody were looking for the soundtrack. I remember at the time, and uh, you, for the longest time, you couldn't get it. It's, uh, I think it's a very, it's a very soundtrack as well. Main riff, you, you kind of yeah. get a little bored of towards the end because you think, okay, it's a bit overused now. But I think as, a sound, as soundtracks go, I think it, it still holds up quite well. I think that it's a good score that accompanies. Yeah, I I agree. I think it I think it plays into the sort of um, the horror element of it as well. You'd say building up the suspense, and, um, but there's never some sort of military percussion far far away as well. It sort of lends those genres into the soundtrack as well. I think, yeah, um, quite effectively. And then you know when there's something going on, then it's all bombastic and just just out there. Uh, but yeah, it's great. And yeah, Alan, Alan Silvestri. Done, done many a soundtrack in his time, hasn't he? I don't know how far he was into his career when he did this, you know, how much he did before, but he's certainly st he's still working now, isn't he? And uh, I believe so. I'm just I'm going to look him up as we're talking. So you know, vamp for a bit, Nick. Vamp. Oh, um, well, now I've just completely dried up. <laughs> 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 but um, yeah, I mean, it's it. it he soundtracks a lot of Marvel films at the moment, and you know that's thirty-five years since he did the soundtrack for this. I'm just not sure, sort of when he uh, when he actually became um, a big a big name in composer circles, you know, because he's he's up there with you know people like James Horner and yeah, John Williams probably. Um, I think the first I'm looking here, the first big one he did was Romance in the Stone. Um, and Really? What, 84, 85? 84, yeah. And then it and then the year after it was back to the future. So I'm I'm quite surprised. I, I had a, I don't know why, but I got it into my head that Predator came before Back to the Future, even though I know they're both release dates. It's oh, very odd. Um, yeah, no, 
this is going really off topic, but yeah, but that is a classic soundtrack. That's a and it's actually it's actually in my head now, so I won't I won't I won't sing it out loud because you'll have had it in your head as well. Yeah. And actually, it's, um, but yeah, it's, uh, so it's quite quite an early one for him, really. Then yeah, I, I mean, it's been going since nineteen seventy nine. No, not, shit, nineteen seventy two. Nineteen seventy two. Yeah, and you know he did. He obviously went on. He's done Avengers Endgame. He's got a few coming out. So he's 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 hanging in there, isn't he? Yeah, man, that's been minted. <laughs> nice one. So I mean, we've we've looked at pretty much everything. Is there anything else either of you'd like to add? Anything that you think we've not covered or that you'd like to bring attention to before we get to our favourite aspects? Um, I, don't, I don't. There is one. Yeah, most of the stuff actually. Um, you know, we've we've been a little bit all over the place. I think, but I've covered most of the stuff. I I sort of wouldn't think about. I, I, I was slightly, uh, yeah, slightly wary of going back. Yeah, it's it's been a while since I've seen it. And going back to an eighties film and going, oh god, what's this going to look like now? Mm, um, yeah. Which is always a danger from anything from the eighties, probably. Um, but uh, and I'm not the most qualified to speak about this, but it's it's not too bad actually. There's there's only one use of a slur uh, in it. I'm, I think I know which one you're referring to. I'm yeah. not going to repeat it. No, absolutely. <laughs> um, me neither. And and there's pretty good representation. You know, it's uh, on screen. Um, the Native American character was played by someone of Amer Native American descent, mm -hmm. uh, which is nice. I, I guess you could say it was a little on the nose, that character. It's like, oh, the Native American guy, he's the tracker. Yeah. Stereotypical, I guess. But, but for the time, um, pretty, pretty good. So, it, it, yeah, it's, it's something you could actually, you could actually say to someone, to watch today with little fear of them going oh my god what kind of monster are you for yeah. this horrible <laughs> stuff. so I, I just, it holds up pretty well from in that respect for me as well cool and what about you Melina? anything else that you we've not touched on that you want to bring attention to i my i think um my favorite moment definitely was the battle between arnold and uh, creature because it was notice that there was no really dialogue there. The only word was like the "you are one ugly motherfucker." That was probably <laughs> about it. But That's I love <laughs> I love that um, that Arnold um, Dutch was setting up a trap and 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 getting prepared for, like for this battle. And uh, how how um, the 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 hunter became the hunted all of a sudden, and I absolutely love everything everything about that scene, all that sequence there, and and yeah. definitely when the creature took off its its mask and did like this cry, this battle cry. Like, uh, like that really wants to accept this challenge because that's what that's what they thrive for 
That's yeah. on, like like I said before, the the how how work this creature works psychologically, what it's thinking, what its purpose is. That's my absolute um, uh, favorite moment um, because you know there's no need to explain. There's yeah. no yeah. explain. There, 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 there needs to be no explanation there, and it, 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 it shows everything so perfectly, um, and uh, yeah, that's that's absolutely my my favorite, my my absolute favorite. That scene between um the predator and the creature and uh, Arnold, that fight was amazing. It really was. I mean, for me. yeah, it's a, it's a very very much a worthy climax to the film. I think yeah. I, I, you're absolutely right. You don't. They don't need to, and they don't explain everything. Everybody knows exactly what's going on, um, mm -hmm. but also you can kind of read into it if you like. I think because um, I, I don't know if it's intended in the script or it's just more sort of a fan theory. But you know, the, you, you can see. I, I can see the sort of perspective on it that the predator is actually. It, this is a sort of coming of age ritual. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Go, go to a planet, kill some badass motherfuckers, and you know, bring back trophies, <laughs> and then you you are a adult sort of thing. Um, so he's like, and that's why he's there, and he's he's, he's the, the predator's there, sort of having that. So, you know, I'm just giving another synopsis to the film, I think. Um, it's, uh, but he's sort of an adolescent, and you can see him like, right, I'm gonna, this this is the main guy, and I'm gonna you know I'm gonna take off my armor and my my mask, and you know go hand to hand with this guy just squaring up to him because you know this is where i become a man uh that it, is, to it, as well. it is very much a, kind of a master class in show don't tell you don't need yeah. any exposition and like we were saying earlier i don't think you kind of get that mm -hmm. these days yeah so on that note we're going to head to our favorites we're going to go through our favorites and go to audience participation so we're going to go first to favorite character and on this we'll start with melina then nick and myself so melina who was your favorite character in this and why <laughs> i think uh <laughs> oh i actually don't have a favorite character but probably I'm going to go with Billy. Mm. I think I'm going to go with Billy. Um, he, I think um, he, he actually sacrificed himself. Um, yeah. Even if, even if it's just, you know, mercenaries are known as to be like cold blooded, like, we're just here to get the job done, kill, you know, shoot to kill. And um, what Billy showed was not exactly going after the creature, but actually standing and, and saying, well, the, you know, like, like I, I call it, I see it as his, his, as him sacrificing himself for his team. And uh, for the hostage who they just rescued, that's the way I see it. So maybe I think maybe that's why he's my favorite. Cool. What about you, yeah, Nick? As I say, he has sort of like he know he knows he's not going to win, but he's sort of like buying them a bit of extra time to get, get yeah. them to the top exactly. up. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, it's noble. 
for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, my favourite will probably be Mac. Um, I mean, well, it's Arnie, of course, but <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but yeah, Mac, just because, as I said before, <laughs> you know, he, he's the only one who actually has any kind of uh, emotional journey, uh, I guess, uh, mm-hmm. throughout the film and. You know, it's, I, I think he plays it well. Um, you know, um, when uh, when Blaine's dead and Arnie says that he will be remembered as a good soldier or something like that, and it's like, mm-hmm. he was my friend. Uh, and then he goes on and has a little bit of a cry over the body. Um, sorry, that was a bit like a whisper to... <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. I, 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 I like that character most, I think. Yeah. I think I agree with you there. It should be it should be Arnie, but I've got, I've got Matt down as mine, so... Uh, because just as you say, the arc, he's, he's the only one that's got a substantial arc throughout the movie. Yeah. Now, favourite scene... Really guess, needed it, but, uh, yeah, no, really needed it, but, <laughs> but he's, he's, he's got one in there, yeah. yeah. So we go. So I'm going to say your favourite scene, I'm guessing, Melina, yours is what you've just told us with the, the yeah. final battle between Arnie and the, and the Predator. Yes, de- definitely. Uh, my absolute favorite. No dialogue necessarily exchanged. Um, the, the 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 thrill of the challenge, you know, between these two people of a survivor. Um, that's what the creature came for, and it was in. That's what it, it wanted, and I thought it was great. I thought it was great. Uh, uh, bad acting as always from Arnold. <laughs> it's like like what was the scene? It's like come, I'm over here. Do it. Over here. Do it. Do it now. Do now. Do now. Kill me. I'm here. I'm right here. Kill me. I'm here. Indeed. Yeah. You can see that the the creature already was. You know, he saw. Oh wait a minute. He made a little. He made a little. Uh, a uh, trap for me, yeah. and and um, he uh, he uh, he it it, it 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 fell into the trap anyway, and yeah. I, yeah. I, I <laughs> and yeah. also also notice that Arnold was about to smash um its face to with the rock, mm. but he he, oh gosh I can't English he um. Uh, I'm sorry, guys. This is the bad yeah. thing about but this is bad thing about being bilingual. Um, he uh, had second thoughts. We're from Yorkshire. You speak better English than most people around where we're from. No, it's just I think really fast in Spanish, and it's like you know I have to filter words and stuff. Um, mm. He then he he regretted it, and uh, and I think he knew saying like, okay, this is what the creature you know wanted it. He wanted to fight, and uh, and. He, he Arnold knew that he won. However, mm. <laughs> however, mm. you remember the creature had other plans. Yeah, he's <laughs> like, well, I'm down and I'm taking you with me. <laughs> so I thought that I thought that part was awesome. I thought I thought it was great. That was de- that was definitely all all of all of it from the beginning since um, with Arnold um, planning. The trap till the very end of the explosion was my absolute favorite. Cool. And what about it you? Is, it is a fantastic. It is a fantastic bit of business. 
the whole thing. Yeah, can't disagree with you there. I'm not going to pick that as my favourite. I, I don't know. I've got I've got a couple. Um, I've, I'm going to go with the um, the old painless scene where they're just all firing into the forest <laughs> just because it's badass. <laughs> and just the, the sort of end of that scene where they start firing and then the, the minigun's still spinning for ages and you know that, I, I really enjoyed that bit um, but possibly when um, when Dylan gets off uh, it's a really nice little ac action sequence I think uh, fake arm notwithstanding uh, but yeah he gets his arm shot off and then uh, it's just the, the pad of the camera movement. You see the predator uh, camouflage sort of running around and then just shanks him. It's, uh, I, I yeah. really like that bit. That's, that's a sort of like, oh, yes, kind of scene for me. So, yeah. so maybe that. Nice one. You've, you've kind of picked the one that I was going to choose, which is the uh, oh, shooting, shooting into the jungle. So I think I'm going to take, I, I'm going to say I like, I like the helicopter scene at the beginning. It's a, it's a good grounding for each of the characters. Never feels overly expositional to me, and doesn't outstay its welcome. It's, as I said earlier, it's very much a Vietnam War movie sensibility, but but I like it. So yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. I've, I've, we've mentioned it a couple of times. So yeah, it's it's kind of exactly how to do that kind of thing in this kind of film, really. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the next one. Favorite line? I'm sure we've probably mentioned it at some point. Anyway, but uh, what's your favorite line? Uh, yeah, I very much. Actually, there is one on my a quite large list. I'll be honest. I'm not going to do them all, but uh, yeah, there's quite a lot of lines uh, in there uh, that you could mention. Um, yeah, I, they're all they're all macho lines, but uh, they're delivered. With maximum cheese and just maximum effect, uh, but yeah, if it bleeds, we can kill it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you're one ugly motherfucker. That's a great line. Um, I, I really like Billy's line: "We're all gonna die." <laughs> That's a less <laughs> macho line, but uh, but I yeah. just really like the delivery, delivery of that. But I think my favourite um, it's is probably. It's it's a tour, it's a two-hander, but uh, I ain't got time to bleed. Oh, okay, you've got time to duck. Uh, that's just pure gold for me. Uh, where it's uh, Blaine and Poncho. Uh, I don't remember. Yeah, he's like, I ain't got, you're bleeding. I ain't got time to bleed, and he lobs a grenade at the uh, the nest. I <laughs> said, okay, you've got time to duck, and then boom. Uh, yeah. I just really enjoy that. I just. I was I was just saying that my favorite line was actually uh, I I don't have time I don't got uh, I don't got time to bleed. That was actually my favorite. <laughs> That's Nick's also. So nice one. Really, yeah. it's just the most yeah. it's the most badass thing ever. Yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent with you on that one. <laughs> um, I I've got to go for a different one, which is you ain't afraid of no man, and then Billy responds, "There's something out there watching us." And it ain't no man. <laughs> I love that one. I love that. Yeah. So what we're gonna do it's before we go? Oh, go on. Sorry, mate. Boating it. I was just say it's badass and boating at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love it. So we're gonna go to uh, 
what the audience says now, and then we'll go to our conclusions and score, okay? Mm-hmm. So, as usual, we asked the listeners and those on social media what they thought of the movie. And uh, we got we got several responses to this. Uh, at Kamosi Mills on Twitter says, I love the movie and can't wait for the latest sequel, Prey. While over on Letterboxd, PLD says, just a great comfort movie, mindless action, humour and great characters, peak Arnold. While Lordly Kicker says, iconic, there are noticeable mistakes, but still a great movie and great introduction to the Predator. Mm -hmm. Uh, Picking up a couple of random reviews off there from the other end of the spectrum, Lucy says, it's an 80s slasher film, but the killer is an alien and Arnold Schwarzenegger is the final girl. Lisa says, not wrong. Yeah, no. Lisa says, Macho Nacho lads running away from a tourist. (laughs) (laughs) Also, 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 uh, not wrong. (laughs) And we've also had some uh, responses from the guys in the Screen screen Talk Facebook group. So if you're into movies, please look them up. Uh, Chris Beaver says, I think it's pretty fucking flawless. I remember Dad bringing it home on VHS and nine-year-old me loving the shit out of it. And I still do 35 years later. Justin Williams states it's one of his favourite action movies. If it wasn't for True Lies, this would be his favourite Arnold movie, but as it stands, it's a close second. And Dennis O'Carroll says, I watched it again not too long ago. It still does the business after all these years. My favourite scene is when they let rip into the jungle with everything they've got. Sounds familiar. Utter madness. How any of the sequels have failed to live up to the original is incredible. However, with the conclusion of this episode's audience participation section, we're going to be introducing a new feature on the Silver Screen Podcast, which we're calling What Film Are You Watching? The winner of which will receive the soon-to-be-coveted Hot Take Award, our version of the famous No Prize. It's going to be presented to the one review that seems so outlandish that it could only be described as a hot take. And this inaugural feature will be presenting it to Mintervine from Letterboxd, who says that Predator is useful only in that it made Tropic Thunder seem even funnier and Overlord seem like Citizen Kane. So <laughs> that's certainly a view. <laughs> so for that unique that the, yeah, the Silver Screen podcast is proud to award Mintervan with our first hot take award. Congratulations. Now, just just it just reminded me actually, just a quick aside, going back to what PLD says in his review about it being mindless fun. It's an interesting point, actually. And it gets glossed over from time to time. It is mindless fun. I mean, most of the movies from that year could be classed as such. But do you think that referring to them as such degrades them? I mean, can something even those that love and call mindless fun be considered art? Uh, yes. Uh, to the last part of that question, Absolutely, can be considered can be considered art. Uh, I yeah, I believe that about all movies. Um, art, yeah, art is subjective. Art is something that evokes an emotion. So, you know, and that's up to anybody else to decide. I'm not going to get into a whole what is art, what isn't thing. No, but, no, no, um, no. I just wondered what, what your impressions were. It. But yeah, I mean, it's it's mindless fun to a certain extent. I don't think it's entirely mindless fun. I think it's probably at the upper boundary of that definition for me. Um, mm. I mean, I'd, I'd say, you know, uh, Commando, 
I think is a good comparison. I, I would say Commando is probably um, 80s action cinema in its purest form, um, yeah. where it's basically the straight ahead. That's what it is. I, I think I think Predator does a little more for me, not just because it's got the sci-fi twist on it and, and the horror twist, but um, yeah, I think it's a little bit little bit better for me. I'm not saying, not absolutely not saying it's Citizen Kane, but uh, yeah, I, I, I don't think lumping it in with something, you know, I love Commando as well, don't get me wrong, but mm. I, 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 don't, I wouldn't put them in the same exact category. Uh, it's a bit mm. nuanced, I guess, but, uh, but yeah, I don't know. And what about you, Melina? What, you got any thoughts on that? The, about the mindless fun part? Do you do even if even if it's considered mindless fun, would you consider these kind of movies art? I mean, no one goes into these things expecting to watch a Shakespeare play, <laughs> but would you say they're they're valid as a form of artwork? Yes, because art means expression. That's what it means. It's mm. it's art. Art mm -hmm. is a form of expression. Art can be, um, and it, it doesn't have to be painting it can be a form of writing a book it um it could be making a movie it's it it, it is art as it is because uh mm. whether it's good or bad art that's your decision but it is art okay. because it's uh it's it, the director had this thought and he executed and he explained and that's a form of expression. And he's showing his talent of what he can do as a director. So hence, it's art. It, it, it is. And it, the part of the mindless fun, I don't, I don't know about the mindless fun thing, but maybe because you don't have to put so much thought into it, it doesn't need to. The, the, the movie, it shows you exactly you know, what it is, what's going on. Maybe that's what it means about mindless fun. But it is overall fun movie, and it's not just the fun part. But it's you have to appreciate the thought put into this, and the directing, and the and the camera style, and camera style, and the the cinematography as well. The technology. I mean, we're talking about 1987. It's mm -hmm. it's uh, it's the editing. I love the editing. Some yeah, some yeah. of the editing. Or they can be like you know cut 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 everything like that, but it does it in such a perfect timing way. Um, yeah. I'm sorry, I'm babbling, but no, no, <laughs> but it is that 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 to me everything what I just said that it is art. He wanted to show what he can do as a director, and he proved it with this movie. Nice one. That <laughs> Fantastic. And uh, so, so, what we're going to do now is go to our conclusions and your score out of five for the movie. So, we'll go to you uh, first, Melina. What's, what's your conclusion for the movie and what would you give it out of five? Um, I'm actually going to give it a five out of five. Uh, mm. <laughs> I am. I am. Um, conclusion of it. Everything that I said before, it is a good movie that it has cheesy one-liners. To me, it doesn't bother me. It's 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 great. It's a great 
action film and a great, great action slash sci-fi film. Nice one. <laughs> and you, Nick? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't have enormous amount to say in my conclusion, but yeah, I echo what the leader said. Definitely, it's it's a great action movie. It's a great eighties action movie, and it's a great movie mm -hmm. still today. Um, it does put very few feet wrong, and most of those feet it puts very right. <laughs> that was slightly tortured uh, <laughs> metaphor, but um, <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, it, it's it's difficult to sort of you know because it's um i'm so familiar with it uh so it's difficult to be objective about it and it's kind of interesting to know what somebody coming to it uh, now would make of it uh but i'd like to think it would stand up um i i it does for me I, it's an easy watch that's probably the difference i've made between sort of mindless I, I would say it's a very easy watch not because it's dumb necessarily but because it just you don't need to exercise too much effort to understand what's going on as we've said yeah. yeah it's it's it makes it very clear very easily uh so yeah it's it's really solid uh i'd give it a four out of five nice one right i'll read my conclusion i wrote it down earlier so forgive me if it waffles on a bit but this movie came and went originally before i knew it and i was a little late to the party but I've watched it numerous times since then, and each time I've enjoyed it immensely. From personal experience, it shouldn't be the case, as it's pretty much everything I hated about was back in the 80s. But it worked then, and it works now. It's perhaps a fortuitous confluence of events as each element has the tendency to derail the thing from the at that point overdone Vietnam allegory to its use of action hero staples and a plotline from a 50s B-movie. On paper, it looks like a common movie. But every person working on the production did such a great job in their respective field, it hit it out of the park completely. A feat doubly impressive when you consider the numerous struggles the production went went through as it was translated from script to screen. The acting, although not exactly stretching the performer's range, is competent enough, with everyone playing their parts well. And while the setting is relatively mundane, the sharp script, pacing, editing and direction lifting, lift it above its mediocre foundations. The visual effects build upon this and you sparingly create a sense of tension that in a rarity for a film of this type pays off at the end with the reveal of the exquisitely designed creature okay thank you considering it's an action movie uh, a Schwarzenegger vehicle nonetheless produced during the 80s a glut of these things which back then you pretty much couldn't move for it's very much of its time however compared to other movies from that era the skill involved in its production has seen it rise head and shoulders above its competitors and with its setting and limited use of what would be considered cutting-edge technology, it's aged a lot better than some of his action movie brothers. Since its release, it's outgrown that macho guys with guns stereotype to some extent, despite it being a film that heavily features macho guys with guns. <laughs> to many, it's a cinematic classic, and although I don't quite personally share that view, I do think it's a good enough creature feature and has earned its place among the iconic sci-fi movie franchises out there. And, uh, and like Nick, I've also gave it four out of five. So, bear with me. So, working out the uh, average score between, between us. I feel like it's not going to be an easy number. It's 4.333 recurring. 
out of a possible five. So, but it, it's it's not the it's not the uh, the most awkward score we've ever had on there. So I'll take it. <laughs> do we do we round up? Is it a four point five or does it no? Say this it? is silver screen, mate. We just leave it as that. Fair enough. <laughs> so we've. I, think I, we've had, I, think, I can. I can. I can appreciate that. No yeah, I think. I think <laughs> we've had we've had some really weird scores in here in the past. Uh, just out of curiosity, uh, I'm guessing you guys have seen the sequels. Just without going into it too much, in case we use it in a future show. Just wondering what your thoughts were on on any sequels to this film. I've. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much perfect. Yeah. I was I was going to say um, I've I've seen Predator Two I I did see that one at the cinema um, and for that reason for that reason among others I've got quite a fondness for it I quite like Predator Two I think if if anything it's more quotable than um, the, the original yeah but not not superior to it um, uh, Predator is definitely the best other than that. Uh, I have seen Alien vs. Predator, if that counts. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I may or may not have seen Alien vs. Predator 2. And the fact that I can't remember <laughs> probably gives you some indication of how strong I feel about it. I think uh, maybe you've been traumatised to such an extent you've blanked, blanked it. That, that's, that has occurred to me that I have seen it, but you know, my, my brain's just said, you know, and probably deleted it from my uh, from my uh, <laughs> recollection. Uh, but but yeah, and I haven't haven't seen uh, however many others there were since Seth. So yeah, uh, not not seen a great deal. Um, I'm probably probably will watch the new one uh, because uh, because it's out today probably. Uh, I don't know if you can work that into tomorrow. Uh, but, uh, tomorrow, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I probably I'll probably watch that uh, because uh, it's on Disney Plus, so uh, nice and easy. Nice one. So there we've got it. Uh, you heard our thoughts on the movie. If you have anything to add, please contact us either on our social media accounts, which can be found on Facebook, Instagram, and Letterboxd under Silver Screen Podcast, our Twitter, which is at podcast underscore screen. Or leave a comment on our YouTube channel. And if you like this episode, please like, subscribe, and share, and also check out our other episodes. Also, if you've got anything you'd like to share with us regarding this, the discussion we've had today, what you think, do you agree or disagree, then please, again, hit us up and leave a comment, and we'll try and discuss your points on the next show. I'd also encourage you to check out our sister podcast, dedicated to all things Star Trek. That's the Hit or Miss podcast, which, like the silver screen, can be found under Mike's podcast on YouTube as well as Apple, Google, Spotify, and everywhere you download your podcasts. Um, please check that out. Our new season is about to start with the theme this time being time travel. Uh, how about you both? Do you've got anything you'd like to plug anywhere the listeners can reach you, uh, your Twitter, Melina? Um, you can find me, um, Melina Vader. Uh, that's my Twitter. Um, also, you can find me on my YouTube. Um, I've been trying to work for a little bit you know more videos and i'm trying to um if you guys missed it there i did um with dk the um the amityville horror what was my first episode of the friday uh fright night friday because that's what i kind of want to do every friday is talk about everything horror movies 
Um, I talk a little bit about everything, Doctor Who, and movies, any shows, anything. So, yeah, I'm just uh, the just a Puerto Rican geek. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> <laughs> nice one. And uh, how about you, Nick? You got anything you want to plug? Any any way people can get in touch with you? Uh, neither really. I have no uh, no no real social <laughs> things and uh, nothing to plug. Uh, but if people would like to send me money anyway, that would be absolutely fine. <laughs> uh, I'm just joking. Don't send me any money. <laughs> <laughs> and as usual, I can be found on Twitter at AK Starlord for if you feel the urge to get in touch, send hate mail, that kind of thing. And don't forget, my name <laughs> ramblings can usually be found on trekkies.live or warpfactortrek.com. I'm also now, thanks to a tremendous amount of peer pressure from Mike and Will, on Letterboxd. So please do check that out, those out if you're so inclined. I'll make sure we put the links in the description along with the links to uh, Melina's broadcasts. Uh, the new Predator movie, Prey, is released this week, tomorrow, I think. On Disney Plus, <laughs> didn't write that before. So hopefully that will be a decent one. Are you guys looking forward to it? I, I sure. don't know that I would say I'm <laughs> yeah, there's just an overwhelming enthusiasm and excitement there. Yeah, Man, I'm so hyped. Um, I think it's safe to say that after the sequels we've had so far, the uh, the bar is not extremely high. Yeah, I don't I don't have high expectations, but I'll watch it, and yeah. uh, I think yes. it can only be good. For, uh, well, it can only be a pleasant surprise or. Or absolutely bloody dreadful. Um, one of those two. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, once again, if any of you out there have any thoughts on Prey once it's released, please do get in touch and let us know what you think. Our next episode will be a couple of weeks from now where Mike and I will be joined by guest Charles Dawson as we take a look at the animated DC film Justice Society World War II. So please, as usual, if you've got any thoughts on that one, drop us a line. We've put our threads on uh, social media, so feel, feel free to rant or refuse over that one to your heart's content. And also, just to remind any of you out there that don't know, Silver Screen Podcast is proud to be part of the network promoting the What Choice fundraiser. What Choice is a campaign to protect choice and bodily autonomy. They're raising money for the National Abortion Federation that not only helps clinics against increasing attacks and violence, they also offer a multilingual hotline for support as well as funds for procedures and travel. So please, if this situation means something to you, uh, check out the link in our description and you know give whatever you feel you can. Thank you. All that's left to say is thank you to our guests for joining us today. So thank you, Melina. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay and uh, thank you to you nick oh, thank you okay did you both enjoy your time here today very much so yeah i've really enjoyed it it <laughs> nice was uh, yeah oh. it was a good good conversation <laughs> nice one you melina i laughed a couple of times say yes fantastic <laughs> so <laughs> So thank you both, and a big thank you to everyone listening today. We're glad you could join us. We hope to see you next time. And remember, in the words of Arnie, to the chopper! <laughs> <laughs>